This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook, sitting here with financial advisors, Cole Peterson. What's up? And Cole Jasky. How's it going, everybody? We also got a special guest. He doesn't have a mic right now, so we'll save that. But guys, oh, don't want to forget Caleb. How's it going, everybody? We almost forgot him. Producer Caleb. It's kind of like the ongoing. Yeah, we don't do it on purpose either. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I don't mind being forgotten sometimes. Oh, the forgotten (laughs) child. But guys, what's up? Where have you been? Summer. Cole J is playing some good golf right now. We've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. I know it is nice. I'm not breaking any clubs or anything. I I did have a club break. You break clubs? Well, you know, temper tantrum (laughs) every now and then. So (laughs) I've had a few. Cole J has some major temper tantrums on the golf course. I got a. A minor, you know, temper, I would say. Competitiveness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty competitive. So I'm, you, that, I'm that guy, you heard that quote of like, I hate, you know, I'd rather, you know, I hate losing more than I like to win. Yeah. You know, so that's that. That's, I but, feel that. So you won the Sac City tournament? Yeah, Father's Day weekend. Uh, Congrats. You know, I, I don't know if I quite earned it, but I won it. So I would say. Uh, the uh, most modest. Yeah. Well, answer. even if you didn't earn it, you didn't lose it. Yeah. So there's that. Yep. Yeah. And then you got one, runner up at Gallery. Yep, that's my that's my you know my hometown course. I was going for three in a row, yeah. three in a row. Sure. You know, I had a little, a couple you know minor little mistakes and probably cost me, but it was good. It's fun. It's been fun. The weather's been great for golf, so oh, yeah. it'll be yeah. great for this weekend. Yeah, because you golf this weekend. Yep, yeah. It's, it felt like fall last night. I don't yeah, know was, yeah. The weather outside's pretty awesome right now. Loved it. And then Colby, what have you been up to? Uh, I'm heading to New York this weekend. New York. Yeah. Go yeah, Cubs, go. Yeah, Cubs play the Need Yankees. a little run here. Need a little run here. Yeah. Is it, awesome. are, you going, are you going to New York just for the Cubs game? Well, we're going with the Cubs. The Chicago Cubs destinations is is off. They went to London when they played St. Louis in London, and then, then their other trip was to New York. So this okay. is with the Cubs group, but you book your own flight. They book the hotel and the tour of the Yankee Stadium and the tour of New York and all that stuff. They take you on a bus and do that. So it's like a whole you. experience, not just oh, a yeah. game. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to hear it. I've never, yeah. never yeah. been to New York. So. And on Sunday, we get to sit in the, the suite yeah. with all the temperature you, you control. And the, you and, and the Steinbrenners? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's sweet, <laughs> but it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, weather looks pretty good. There might be some rain on Sunday, so good thing we're in the suite that day. But uh, that's uh, that. That's the trip we've been looking forward to for some a while. quality time with your wife. Yeah. How about you, Bailey? What have you been up to? We always get to talk. To, what have you been up to? I'm a lugging kids around. I'm a boring person. Oh, you are not. You've been doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, lugging the kids to some summer camps. Went to the zoo. What zoo? Omaha. Oh. Okay, so you're in Omaha. Fourth yep. of July weekend. Yeah. yeah. It was exciting. Was it hot? You it seem always excited. seems to be really hot. At it was the zoo. raining the whole day. Actually. Yeah, every time I've gone to the zoo, it's like I'm it was actually like 95. It was better because it was raining because the next day was like 90. But it was, you know, I'm I got the little ones still. We're still in the grinding years. We got two year old, four year old, six year old. Oh, wah, wah. Try having two of them at the same time. Market's been solid. That's yeah. kind of a you know we are a financial podcast, so yeah. we should maybe should talk a little finance. It's been uh, a good, uh, big, good first half of. 
first half of the year. Yeah. yeah the, the first half of the year has been awesome. And, and I know that, uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the year. Uh, Cole's got a stat later that I'll share with you about yeah. what our expectations are possibly for the rest of the year. But, uh, the financial markets have been, you know, they're talking about interest rates raising. And just today we're taping this on uh, July 6th. So today the market's getting yeah. crushed, but always uh, seems to happen, right? We're talking about right. the past and right. some crazy going on. So. Yeah. But, uh, positive returns and positive momentum in the right direction. Uh, kind of, kind of what we expected for this year after, after last year being down so much, but, uh, hopefully that just continues. It's a breath of fresh air to be able to, you know, whether or not we hold or not to be able to, you know, have some positivity, you know, it seems like we were having nothing but negative conversations, you know, or questions of why is it going on this? You know, it's a little nice to see just emotionally for clients to see positivity on their statements. And, you know, yeah. even for us personally to see, you know, gains in our account balances. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. certain accounts that we can lock and gain certain annuities allow you to do that. And I've been doing that lately. And yeah. it's like, I hadn't done that for two or three yeah. years. With haven't people. had the opportunity. No, yeah. I haven't. That's been crazy. So that's been awesome. Hey, I know we're talking about finance, but I forgot to ask you guys something. Have either of you won a national title? Have not. Can't say I got that to my to should, my notch. Should we introduce our guest? I can't say I've even contended for a national <laughs> title. Caleb, how about you? Uh, never. Not even close. <laughs> I have contended, but I lost. I okay. didn't never even had a chance to contend. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get let's to our guest then. Okay. We're back with Ben Egley, his first podcast experience, our summer intern. Ben, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Caleb, you're not the youngest one in the room for the first time. Hey, for our, for our listeners that don't know Ben, Ben's, you know, Ben's the athlete, you know, the current athlete in the office, a lot of, a lot of former athletes in the office, but Ben, I got a question just, just to kick us off here, kind of like an icebreaker. What's, what's your favorite workout or what's your favorite lift? He's a football player, uh, yeah. college football player, national title winner <laughs> at Northwestern title. Uh, college up in Orange City, Iowa, correct? Yep. Orange and you City. wrestled too, right? Yeah, wrestled I, I wrestled year. this year, but I, I won't be wrestling next year. So I'll wow. just focus on football. So, so what's your favorite lift? Favorite lift. I'm big leg day guy, so I'm going to have to go with so the regular back squat. Ooh, oh, yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah, Cole's got back problems, so you're you're out on the squat, right? <laughs> I so, don't even know what yeah, that is. You're, you're out on the squatting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so golfers don't lift? Oh, they uh, lift. No, I, I thought it was crazy when I got to the University of Northern Iowa how much they expected us to lift. Like, I, I was used on to it. You're like, I'm just golfing <laughs> I here. know. They wanted us to run and lift in the winter. I'm like, what the heck? Me and Ben were talking about that, though, like how much in lifting has involved in athletes. Because just when I was in high school, it wasn't really a big thing for females. And now it's just like every, yep. which is great. It's great. Mm -hmm. So Ben's been joining us this summer. He's an athlete. He's from Fort Dodge. Um, he's interested in the financial world. And he just kind of wanted to get his feet wet. So what made you interested in finances, Ben? So actually my sophomore year during the whole like COVID period when everything was shut down, my, uh, my rugby season got canceled and I was like, well, I got so much time on my hands. And I had a wrestling coach who is a, a financial, also advisor. financial advisor. And I was just interested in what he did. And I was like, well, this is very important. Like I, I just started to realize like, this is something that I should have knowledge about and I don't know anything about it. So I was actually just like scrolling through TikTok and, you know, like algorithm, you like something it's like, oh, shows another financial yeah. video. And I was like, well, maybe I'll look into this on YouTube. And there's just a huge finance world on YouTube that'll give you a ton of information on basically anything you want to find. And I started looking into that and I was just like, well, this is something that I want to go into and I can go to college for this. And just, yeah, it's been awesome to have this opportunity just to like shadow and learn and see the step my foot in the business world, financial world. Yeah, that's awesome because there's so many avenues you can do in this business and that's yeah. who we're going to talk about today, Cole we're, Peterson. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Obviously financial advisors, is just one of them, but, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to have Ben join us for the summer and, and we'll see where that leads. Yeah. Obviously we don't know if Ben's going to, uh, end up pursuing a career in that, but at least it's getting his feet wet, but there's a, there's a lot to, lot to learn and a lot of different ways that you can go in finances and talk about information overload, because I was just thinking about oh, this. Gosh. Talking. I bet it's so overwhelming for young people, like where I feel like we didn't have any access to that. And a lot of people grow up and don't like there's no education on basic finances where you guys are probably like what's right what's wrong like there's probably a lot of information that, that is a good thing i mean for as much as we're like addicted to our phones and social media but like even tiktok if you want to learn about a topic now you can get some bad information too so you gotta you gotta learn when to filter and how to filter but talk about just general education like scrolling through and you get your algorithm on you know mar- whether it's marketing finance whatever it might be or entrepreneurship there's so much out there but Ben, what are you, I guess, uh, what are you majoring in? I'm majoring in finance. So I'm just, okay. yep. That's what I thought. I just didn't yeah. know. I, I actually didn't even ask you. I just assumed you had, you had some tie, whether it's yeah. business, because finance is a pretty broad topic. It yep. can be business, be, you know, management, you know, a lot of different areas to go into there. Well, we've talked about this. I think finance ties in so closely with sports that uh, if you are in a, in a sports uh, realm or, or in a college athlete or, or, or at least a former athlete, um, you you relate so well to the finance world because it is a competition. It is it is competitive discipline, right? And, and discipline yep. and work ethic. And, and there there's so much goes into the finance business that that relates to sports. It's like if you succeed at sports, you can probably succeed at finance because there's a lot of lot of things that correlate. Or in the business world, you know, like entrepreneurship, like we're going to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of, is that how you got into the business? Cole, were you scrolling TikTok? Was TikTok? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just aged him. <laughs> no, I'm Poor just guy. kidding. We are Poor excited guy. though, because we have talked about Cole J's story. We've had a lot of great entrepreneurs, but now we're going to talk about Cole Peterson. So Cole, how did you get started in the, and this is great for Ben for he, to hear your story too. Right. So how did you get started? Like, tell us about your background in the world. How did you become in finances? Well, first of all, when I got started, Facebook was barely a thing um, <laughs> because it was back in 2006. But So I was in the golf business out of college. I became an assistant golf pro, and I was a head golf pro at Ida Grove Country Club after my assistant golf pro at Beaver Hills. And kind of at that time, I was like, I wonder if I want to own a golf course, but I just didn't have any money. I was 25, 26 years old, but um, I wanted to, I wanted to, I know always, always knew I wanted to eventually own my own business, but I just didn't know how to get there. Um, but in 2004, I met, a uh, you know, nice young lady that I already knew, but, uh, we started dating and then I got married. In <laughs> There's always a lady. There's, There's always, always a lady. It's always ben, a lady. Remember that. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, ben. It'll take you just down on down their path. <laughs> right. Right. For the so, better, obviously. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Good save. So in 2006, we're getting married in October. Uh, golf courses are shutting down in Iowa. So nobody's really hiring and I'm moving to Des Moines. So I'm like, well, I have to get a job. Uh, funny uh, sideboard of that to on my marriage certificate it says I'm unemployed. By the way. <laughs> That's awesome! Wow, I bet the in-laws were proud. Right, right. Good choice, Molly. <laughs> right. So I'm moving from Ida Grove, Iowa to Des Moines, Iowa. Obviously, Des Moines, tons of jobs. Started just applying for jobs and um, landed on a couple and, and ended up at Principal Financial Group in a job where I basically told Molly, I'm going to do this for you know three to six months till the golf course is open. Then I'm probably going to get a job at a golf course. Uh, end up staying there for 12 years. So it went well. Your plan uh, went well. Yeah. Uh, what a great know. place to start, though, for pr- anyone. Yeah. Principal is like a solid company. Yep. yep. Very solid company. Uh, Fortune 500 company. And uh, they do the, they train well. 
Um, they give you the tools you need to, to succeed. Um, and the job that I started in was in the 401k area and I didn't know a thing about 401ks. Um, and so I, I was kind of where, where Ben is at right now. I mean, really, I, I, I walked into a job and I was like, okay, tell me what to do. Uh, what, what should I learn? You know, take a test. So, so many things that, uh, that you don't know going into it, but, uh, you can learn quickly. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So you were in the 401k department and then did you evolve that principle or what was your next step in your career? Yeah. So 401k department, then became a manager in the 401k department. And then also, uh, wanted to get into this, us uh, more of a sales role. Uh, that's what I always wanted to, to get into. So I moved over to the, what was called principal connection at the time. And that, that was the group that helped people that actually left 401ks. So you leave your job, you get a letter from principal, call this number, we'll help you with your 401k. I was the number that you called. I helped people roll over their 401ks to IRAs. It was sales, but not sales. I mean, they didn't have to do it. And we, you know, we were just there to service them. But, uh, you know, the more you did, the more you got paid. So that was, that was a good, that was a good part about yeah. that. Um, and then after that, I moved to a mutual fund wholesaler where I got to be a hybrid in Chicago and in Rockford, which meant that I traveled there and I sold mutual funds to financial advisors to use. And that's where I got introduced to financial advisors, really. That's what I, I was going to ask. Uh, you know, when you were at principal for 12 years, so where was that? What was the timeline where you're like, I'm going to be a financial advisor? Because I'm sure it didn't, you know, it wasn't year 12. You're probably somewhere in the line you're like, oh, I'll probably transition because this is, you know, you you had that entrepreneur kick already, your business owner, you knew. Yeah. So when was that or mm -hmm. when did that start coming coming about? Yeah, well, well, starting in 06, obviously, you guys know what happened in 08. Yep. So in 08, nobody I graduated was... college. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or high school, excuse me. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, We're boy. aging a lot here. Oh, boy. Uh, so in 08, obviously, nothing was happening. No one was moving jobs. Uh, we were actually hiring in the 401k department because the market's crashing. People are calling in. What's going on with my 401k? So um, we were the only department in like the whole world that was still hiring. Um, so, so that was crazy times. So, so no thoughts of financial advising at all through that. But when I got to the mutual fund wholesaler, uh, well, when I got, sorry, when I got to connection and I started doing the IRA rollovers, I was like, you know, this is something I can really talk to people. You were about. dealing with customers or clients. One-on-one you know, one personal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it was all over the phone and it was all 50 States. Like I was licensed in all 50 States. And, and, uh, so it was, it was different than actually meeting with people in person. Um, but I felt it's kind of a personal connection with people, but it was really like, I would help you with your account and then I'd move on to the next person. Yep. And I was like, I don't really like that. I kind of would rather build relationships. And that's what I did as a mutual fund wholesaler is I built relationships with advisors. And then I kind of saw how they, um, you know, evolved their business and I got to do some client events. So really it was kind of between the connection and the mutual fund wholesaler. So I would say in 2012, 13, 14, 15, I was like, I really want to kind of start looking at this, uh, this, this financial advisor position. Okay. So you're, you're at a great employee. You have great benefits. You, I'm sure you're making good money. You are like pretty set. Like your wife has lived in Des Moines for a long time. You guys have kids like think about that transition real quick. So how do you go from employee to business owner and move back and go to full-time financial advising? Like tell the people how you got there mm -hmm. and that decision. So just, you know, Cole's employee and then he literally moves back and he's out on his own. And he decides I'm doing it. I'm a financial advisor. Well, everything changed in May of 2016 when an ultrasound specialist turned a screen towards me and said, there's two. <laughs> 
And so those were going to be my third and fourth children and twins. And Molly and I were already kind of, we had two kids already. We were thinking of third and possibly a fourth, but never thought we'd get them together. Uh, <laughs> they're great. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome now. But uh, those first couple of years are rough. And uh, so in May of 2016, when I heard the news, I kind of was like, boy, it would be nice to move back to Fort Dodge and have more of the grandparents around. And we had talked about it already, but that was really when I started pursuing that. But it didn't happen until November of 2017 because you don't want to rush into those decisions, obviously. But yeah, when I when I talked to Molly, when I actually had made a decision or thought I was making a decision, you know, you always got to run it by your wife, of course. But I was like, Hey, I'd like to leave this job at principal where we're real comfortable and got all the benefits and everything and move back to Fort Dodge with no benefits and four kids and no guaranteed paycheck. I love that word comfortable though. Cause think about that as an entrepreneur, like yeah. that's the opposite of being an entrepreneur is being comfortable. You got a, a risk, right? And it was obviously calculated. You, you, you know, you're calculated an organized risk. guy and, and understand that. So you, you thought you could be successful. You had a lot of knowledge in the business before we get too deep though. You told a funny story. Speaking of the twins, oh, I, boy. you got to tell the listeners a story. It was pretty funny about your girls in the Cubs game <laughs> oh, yeah. just before we get too far. So yeah. So Molly and I took the, the girls to their first uh, Cubs game just by themselves. They had went to a game with their brothers uh, but that was earlier this spring uh, so we took the girls to a Cubs game by themselves and it was hot that day you know it was like 90 degrees but uh, the second inning so we had been there not even an hour Etta uh, is laying down on Molly's lap and she says the words I don't know if I can live like this <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was I awesome. Remember. Yeah, I knew it was a short story, so I thought it was awesome. That's, because she was so hot and sweaty. And, I appreciate oh it. I didn't know. Standards. Yep. Kids are the best. They just funny. No and, and our thing is, our seats are in the shade, too, <laughs> so it's not that Baseball's bad. Baseball's long. It was the second inning. It's long. She knows so, what's coming. That was a long game. Uh, we, we got up and moved around a lot that game, but yeah. All right, so you've moved back. You now are a financial advisor, and now we can fast forward a little. You've built this book of business. Your full-time advisor, like what are the key factors that have contributed to your success being an advisor and starting here? And what, how's your business evolved? Well, I think in September of 2019, when I hired uh, my first assistant named Bailey Ashbrook, that was a great move. How funny. Um, 2019 employee of the year. Yeah. Hey, sure. 20, 20, 21, 22, 23. No, I, I, I do look back on that decision and, and us two teaming up. Uh, is that really, that really started my business on a different direction? Like I never knew if I could pay someone to actually eat it. You don't know until you get there. And, and Cole knows this. It's like you can do all the predictions and projections and everything that you want to and, and try it. But until you actually do it, you don't know if it's going to work. Right. Um, I didn't know the move back to Fort Dodge was going to work. But I told Molly, I was like, I think I think we're good, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you have done a really great job building a team, recruiting Cole, I mean, having employees and like I was telling Ben this this morning, so much goes into this business as a financial advisor. Like we spent an hour just doing paperwork for one person this morning. Like you can't do it. on Like it, there's so much little things in customer service and all that stuff. But so any entrepreneur is, yeah. is one Ashbury you almost have to have if you want to, you know, grow at all you know, grow your team. You have to be able to surround yourself with good people and know you know, the attributes you want out of people. And that's, you know, or the qualities they need to have to be successful on your team. And I think that's one thing you've obviously done a good job of. And, and 
it helps. I mean, that helps drastically, especially in our business. Yeah. 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 You definitely have to surround yourself with good people and you have to trust them too. And mm-hmm. you have to, you have to be able to rely on them and have them be able to make decisions on their own. And, and I've said that to you several times, like, Hey, you make that decision. Like you've, you've got to be able to, I think you have to be able to empower people too to make those decisions and like have them kind of own that part of the business uh, as well. So it's, it's been a, it, it's been a, good road uh you know there's been bumps uh, as every business knows there's there's ups and downs failing forward yeah you have to fail forward sometimes but uh but overall it's been a great move um we've we built a, a good business together and and we've you know we're just we're just getting started too um cool. they're killing it and i really agree i always try to hire younger than me so that's <laughs> we're we've got younger in the room, as we're sitting you. in the room as old yeah. Younger. Oh, young, young. Did you just call me old? <laughs> <laughs> no, not old. Mature. Oldest. Oldest. Yeah. There you go. So seasoned. You go. Seasoned. So I picked up on two words you said earlier: connection and building relationships. And you and I and I just just not breaking up. But you are so good with people. You're so good at taking care of people. I think that is why you're successful with your your clients is because you really care about them. You have like a heart of a teacher. If you didn't know this, Cole thought about being a teacher. And you also have the mind and advisor. So it's like a good comedy. Coach teacher. I could see that. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about like working one-on-one with people and coaching them and helping them? Like what it's the most rewarding thing you would say? The, the most rewarding thing with working with people, I think, is actually getting them to the finish line. Uh, when you actually get to go into their... Uh, retirement plan and mark them retired or go to their retirement party and like celebrate with them. I think that is the, the ultimate uh, satisfaction. Um, but it, just doing things that are right for your clients and getting them, it, keeping them happy. So, so the best thing that we can ever get is a referral from a, a client to someone that's not a client and they come to you and say, Hey, you know, Cole will take you gotta care work, of you. You got to work with so-and-so. Cole's yeah. great. He's yeah. helped us out with this, this, and this. Like, exactly. And every time I do that, I'm just like, gosh, I didn't even know if that person was happy, but yep. I, they must be, you know, that's, that's good. Um, so I'm, I'm always, I guess I think I'm more of a skeptic. Like I always am trying to keep people happy. So when I, when I finally get confirmation of that, that's also very satisfying that I, I know that they're happy because they wouldn't refer somebody to me if they weren't. Hey there, listeners. This episode of How to Money with Cole and Cole is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but for me, finding the work-life balance of being a husband and father and working a job has been so rewarding, but it also can be so exhausting. And that's why it's important for me to take care of my health and not just my physical health, but my mental health. And that's where therapy comes in. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. And you know what's great about it? It's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of challenges. To get started, you just have to answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you with more scheduling flexibility at a more affordable price. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com CFG to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash C-F-G. All right, let's do a little dollars and cents, y'all. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, it's halftime. Halftime on the year. 
right? It's, yeah. you know, we're, we're July 6th as of today. So, um, you know, I'm the kind of like the podcast statistician, I feel like. You are. But I love my market stats. Stat of the day. And, yeah, <laughs> yep, and I'm a, you know, a history repeat tends to, especially in the market, tends to repeat itself, right? We have pullbacks at certain times, you know, returns. So this this is a, a halftime stat for, for our listeners here. So since 1945, so take that, you know, 60, 70 year period, 20, 23 times since 1945, the S&P has rallied more than 10%. So this is one of those 23 times. Um, on average, so those 23 times, on average, the market was up 82% of the time, more than 10%. So you the think rest of, of the year. Yeah, the, for so, the so, second half of the year. So not just the 10 plus, it's like yeah. 10, so 20 total. Yeah, 20, 20%. So statistically speaking, since then, we're very likely that we could see another 10% return or greater in the second half of the year. Now we're never predicting the future. That's just what no the guarantees. stats, yeah, what the stats say. Now, on the contrary to that, so if the market's up 10% or less since 1945, the second half of the year, the average return was 3.5%. So you think about that, if you were on 10% or less, you know, you're, it's very likely, and that's 65% of the time, um, the market was up, but it was only on average three and a half percent. So odd, you never think about that. You think that would almost be backwards where we were short, you know, less returns at the beginning of the year. We'd have, we're going to have greater at the beginning, you know, but it's a momentum thing, really. Yeah. That's what we talked a lot of. It's momentum. And there's a lot of factors and uniqueness of this market. But uh, one thing that, you know, if you're looking purely at stats, uh, there's a good reason to be optimistic for the second half of the year. And, and I think the the reason to be optimistic too is because we were down so much last year. We had so... Agreed. It, it, we had a long ways to get back to even and we're still not quite there yet, um, at least to the top of the market where it was and at. If you dig into those numbers, that's probably something where a lot of those, those years you know, um, following the fall, yep, yep, following a down year. But, you know, I think statistically, um, this was before two years ago, like, uh, like over a hundred years, like 78% of the time, the market's up something like something close to that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of back-to-back years on there too, as well, but very interesting. I, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. You yeah, usually when you have a, a negative year, like we had last year, it's going to follow two to three good years or at least flat years. They're not going to be another significant downturn. Hope so. Yeah. Historically. <laughs> yeah. Historically. Yeah. <laughs> I like the disclaimer. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got to have those in there. They're in our world. Sorry. I kind of mumbled there. Okay. Cole P. Back to you. I know you love being asked questions. I don't know about that. Okay. So what would you say is the biggest difference from being employed to business owner? For someone out there thinking, I really want to own my own business. Like, I'm just nervous. Like, I know I'm meant to own my business and I don't want to be an employer. Like, and we joked about this before because Abby was an episode she owned Stella. She was talking about, oh, everyone's like, own your own business and you can go on vacation all the time. But she was like, now I work 78 hours a week. So like, what would you say to someone thinking about taking that risk and becoming an entrepreneur and doing their own thing? Uh, it's, it is the most rewarding thing that you can do uh, if you have the mindset to, to do it. Because you're, I, I felt like when I was at principal in my last role, I was a mutual fund wholesaler. It was kind of like owning your own business but you didn't get to make all the all the decisions um, because I had my own territory. I made my own schedule. I could work when I needed to. I didn't work when. But you also find yourself working more, um, and sometimes you work on Saturdays and Sundays and holidays and things like Nights. that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the the question that you asked was like, what advice I would give. Mm-hmm. Um, 
be be ready. <laughs> it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of a long road, and you've got to be committed to it too. And and then also have build the support system around you. Like I had Molly, who's been super supportive. Like she knew, like I if I'm going to go in, I got to go 100 percent in. And, and she 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 kind of uh, teases me about that. It's because I'm either 100 percent in or I'm 100 percent out. I will. I would agree. I, with that. I would agree with that too. 100. Yes. Why are you guys laughing? Just on anything you do, you get involved in boards or whatever it is. Like you you are you're, you're you're going to be you're an all in involved. Guy. You're I, not going to let stuff you're committed. slide. Yeah. I have to say no a lot. Yep. I, mean, I I do. And and you've gotten because, better at saying no because. I, I probably have a little bit of an obsessive course. <laughs> I can't Control. even say it. I can't even say OCD. it without laughing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do. I, I do have that personality and, and I know it. I know that about myself. So I'm also aware that I can't get involved in something that I can't be a hundred percent, you know, involved or, or have a hundred percent invested. And I don't necessarily have to have to make all the decisions, that's certainly better for my personality. Talk, if I talk can. about a inter- I just had this thought of like very interesting attribute of a business owner or entrepreneur is probably the ability to say no. Mm-hmm. Like you, you think about to. that, like think of you're getting asked all the questions and it's, it's less, we're the, we're a creatures of least resistance, right? So yes is easy. No is conflict, you know, a Boundary. lot of times. And that's a, yeah, kind of interesting, but yeah, you, you know, and obviously as you, your kids and everyone gets busier, you can't be involved in anything because you know, if I'm involved in it, I want it to be ran to my standards, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right, yeah, and and as long as you hold those high standards of yourself and and what you're going to do in, in your business, I think you can be successful. Uh, I think the people that aren't successful, like oh, I'm going to do this fifty percent, um, or I'm going to be you know eighty percent in and twenty percent out. You can't do that. It just doesn't work. Do, doing it for the wrong reasons, right? I mean, you can't do it for the money. You can't do it. You know, obviously, mo- those are the the positives of being an entrepreneur. You know, freedom, things there. But you also got to do. You got to do something you love, right? And you obviously you talked about your transition in the principal organization, and you obviously liked dealing with people and clients and, and teaching that it, and coaching. Yes. All right. And I think that what really, what really pushed me to make the decision at principal was I, I, I was in line for a job that I felt I deserved. I mean, I felt like I deserved it and I wasn't even given an interview. So I was like, okay, I think I'm capped out here. Like You're they in- might not realize my potential and the company's really big and, and they have a lot of opportunities to people who to hire and who to, so I'm not going to go into that, but I felt like there was a job that at least I deserved an interview uh, and, and I didn't get it. And I was like, okay, I think it's time to, you time wanted to, to be in on. control of your own destiny. Like, and I was just thinking that when you said standards, like your standards, like entrepreneurs like success their standards are so high i think some people look at those standards and there's like why would they you know what i mean they just came and conceptually understand that and i think you knew coming back you had the potential and you know yourself and you bet it on yourself and you do like control <laughs> a lot which is a good thing though it's another it entrepreneur you know yeah. i'm trade, sitting trade between I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pot <laughs> kettle but control control like it, it but it is like and it's a learning experience like you have learned to trust people and say no and you've really I've watched you evolve so much and like shout out to giving to Molly because it is you do have to have that person that believes in your dreams and will go with you do so much else do you have um I'm cur- just curious because I, I do know a lot of your story but this just came like another thing kind of random random thought here do you have someone that really had a big impact like uh, on your on your decision or maybe your business development, something you consider a mentor or you don't even need to give a name if you don't want to, but somewhere along the lines, because that's where it's always interesting. It seems like there's a lot of times someone 
that makes that step. They had someone that maybe pushed them, pushed them over the edge or it was like, oh, you can do this. Like you have the traits to do this. Yeah. Other than my wife, I would say that the last, so you work closely with an external wholesaler and, and, and he lived in the Chicago area and his name was Toby Shakin, Tobin Shakin. And, and he really believed in me. And he, and he basically said, you know, I feel like you can do anything. And, and, and he didn't say you shouldn't be in this job. Like you need to do bigger and better things. But when I told him about the job that was open at principal, he knew about it and that I didn't even get an interview. I mean, he was even more upset than I yep. was. And he's just like, I think you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta look at other options. And, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily tell him exactly what I was doing as far as looking in back in Fort Dodge. But when I told him what I was doing, big, huge hug, like you, you're going to crush it. Like he had more confidence in me than I think I had in myself. And I think that was, that was a great, great thing. And a great, uh, great person to have in my life at that time. Great question. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking at young Ben, look at him 19 full of life. You know what I mean? Athlete. What would be your biggest piece of advice for Ben someone wanting in to get into this world what 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 would what would you say to him yeah so Ben I would say don't don't be in too big of a hurry because it doesn't all happen right away right away um and and it took me a while to get there you know and I think my experience at principal got me to a place where I could be successful if I would have done that at 23 I don't know if I would I don't know if I would have been as successful probably not obviously because uh, I didn't have Molly in my life at that time but <laughs> Um, but believe in yourself and when the time is right, don't be afraid to take the risk. What would you tell him, Cole J? What would you tell Ben? I, I want to piggyback on that. I think that's, that's delayed gratification, right? I think that's, that's, and there's a, and again, don't know the exact, you know, there's probably a stat on this somewhere you could find from, from the stat guy here, but I know there's, I read a lot of entrepreneur books, business owners, you know, whether, whatever it might be huge thing is they, they had to, you know, a, a patience in their, in their path. They weren't trying to make, you know, uh, grow the business all at once. So be patient. You're going to probably make a decision that's right or wrong and continue to evolve and make sure you're always learning. I think that's the number one thing, whether you're an employee for 10 years and you build that, that knowledge base, like Cole did, and then boom, jumped in or however it might be, make sure you're constantly learning and understanding that it, it doesn't all come at once. Cause it, it, as athletes, as competitors, you want it to happen yesterday when a lot of times it takes five years, 10 years, whatever it might be, um, and, and a lot of learning. Wait, you guys didn't become successful overnight? Yeah, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Instant success. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> no such thing. Yeah, well, I even not a was chance. kind of telling Ben this because, you know, he's very exposed to things we weren't exposed to as a young, like, there's just the continuing little habits and efforts you put in, even with investing. Everyone wants a quick, big win, but statistically just doing it, contributing monthly, doing the same things, it really adds up. Consistency. Yes, consistency. I got a question. Uh, who's the best golfer in the office? Me? No. <laughs> Definitely not Bailey. No, no, it, no. Best basketball player by far, but um, golfer. Oh, boy. Golf. We'll, we'll give it consistency. You know, we were just talking consistency. Eddie, unfortunately, as much as I hate <laughs> to say unfortunately. this, Eddie is the best, the, the most consistent golfer. I think we all have the ability. We're very competitive. That's what makes our, our relationship pretty funny because we all will be really mad at each other well, well, or want to win. Do you guys all Any, break clubs or is that just you? No, come on. That's just cool, Jay. Uh, <laughs> uh, in, you know, my old man maturity, I don't break clubs anymore. I did at one point it's in my a, life. It was an A club. So it comes with age. Uh, this year. This year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> I've seen you break multiple <laughs> clubs. But 
I would say the, the good thing about our relationship with me, Cole, Cody, and Eddie, any one of us can win on any even day, oh, too. That's what makes that, it fun. Like, yeah. Eddie's more consistently probably a top, but Cole Jay's been lately, and sometimes I'll yep. grab him. But uh, old man game, uh, like short game, I would take mine against anybody because, but I Cole can hit it so much further than I can. He's younger. He lifts. Okay, on a, a more serious note here, uh, as a 19-year-old, I, I have a question of how do you find somebody that's going to mentor you into the, the financial field or like when you're looking for somebody, what would you look for? Oh, good question. Yeah, a great question. Um, you know, I would, don't be afraid to ask, right? I think people, especially, you know, it's always hard to judge success from a cover, but someone that owns a business, runs a business, um, you know, reach out and say, Hey, I'm interested in this field. You know, I'm looking for some knowledge in your industry. Can you tell me about the industry? Can I, you know, come to your office? meet? I think almost anyone that I know that's a business owner, if you called them and said that almost every single one of them, I can't think of one person that they'd be like, no, I can't do that. Cause they successful the, people want other people to thrive be on it. They thrive on it and, and want to see, and that's, that's what a great trait in a lot of entrepreneurs is they want to, they feed on other people's success. I think part of that is they don't see you as a threat either. If you're asking them questions, they think, okay, they're interested in what I'm doing. Maybe I think an entrepreneur would always be like, okay, how can I help this person? Maybe we can partner in the future yeah. or something like that. So uh, I agree with you. Don't be afraid to ask. And then just take in the information and ask questions while you're while you're there and, and, and take in that information. And some of it's going to be good. Some of it's going to be bad. But always always be asking, always be interested, and always want to learn more. You never know where that relationship is going to take you to. You you reach out to someone that you don't even know, and they they look successful, and all of a sudden it's like boom, you guys connect, and you're down a whole different path because you just you took that step of of trying to learn from someone else. Yeah, I just don't think you can replace like a good mentor and like what that means for you in your life. Like you talked about yours, and yep. I mean. Ben, I know of a couple good ones. Like, you know, I'm sure I've told Ben this though. I have, I'm like, before you leave, sit down and just say, can I ask you questions for 20 minutes? Like, can I interview you? And I think taking notes and interviewing people, successful people is just like, so it's like we're doing powerful here. for yeah. sure. For sure. You should do that. Yeah. Great question. All right. Cole J. Good luck golfing tomorrow. Yeah. You gonna yeah. Be Eddie. Um, this weekend. This one weekend. more day. Yeah. Well, Saturday, I'm Sunday. I'm so thrown off C with city, the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. City tournament. It is weird having the 4th of July on a Tuesday and then market was a half day on Monday and then yeah. uh, go Cubs, go week. Cubs for Cole P have go fun in, in New York. That's going to be awesome. Cole P I will say this. I will end with this. I appreciate you hiring me back in 2019. It's been awesome learning experience, but you're a good person. You really care about people. And I just think that's irreplaceable when it comes to this world. Well, I only hire good people. So that makes, makes you a, didn't a Molly good tell you to hire me? She didn't tell me to hire you. You guys are going to make me throw up with all this. Like, you know, yeah. just, oh, yeah. he hates. Cole J doesn't like feelings. He has oh, a bunch, gosh. but don't say them. Unless gosh. I'm mad, apparently. Yeah. 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 Anger <laughs> is a feeling and emotion. I don't know yeah. who doesn't need to hear that. But All right, from uh, Cole P's favorite baseball player ever, Barry Bonds. But to be the best, you must face the best. And to overcome your fear, you must deal with the best. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. For...
securities, and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.